Hello everyone and welcome to Generally Casual, where we are watching the movies you never got around to watching. I'm Michael and this is my co-host Richard. Hi Richard! Hey. Hey. Richard, Richard slowed down from Hello. watching our Oscar movie of the day. <laughs> um, we are doing an Oscar watch. Uh, we are not going through all the movies, but going through probably around half or like a little more than half of the movies. And then we'll also be touching some of the one or two more animated films. Um, at this point, we have watched Barbie Oppenheimer. And now, today's movie, The Holdovers. Um, we'll be doing a Barbenheimer episode in the future <laughs> to talk about maybe the probably. juxtaposition between those two movies. Yeah. They uh, came out the after same you weekend. watch Oppenheimer, <laughs> I decided to watch Barbie instead. You made a smart choice, I think. Um, so I initially, before like you came to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to watch this movie?" I was like, "You have never heard of this movie?" Oh no, I only heard of it because of Paul Giamatti. Because oh, okay. I love pa- Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Ever great. since way back with Big Fat Liar and stuff like that, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, I love Paul Giamatti. He plays like such fun roles. Um, and sometimes he plays serious roles too. So I was like, Oh, he plays a lot of serious. I was roles. like, when it, like I saw the trailer of like him being the teacher type. Yeah, and I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then I just it fell off my radar immediately. If you've ever watched the show Billions, his character in Billions is very similar to the character in the Holdover. Yeah. Um. Very s- smart dude. So I was like, Yeah, Richard. And you were like, You want to watch the Holdovers? And I was like, I have no idea what that is. Because I had already forgotten the title of this movie that I already I knew the thing about, and then I like come over and sat down. And I was like, "Oh, it's this movie!" And I was very excited to watch it. Um, so uh, before we get it any farther, actually, like, what were your initial thoughts before? Like, no, no, no we got to pause. Tell no, them no, to pause and no, go watch it. Not about it. the movie. About oh, okay. like before you watch the movie. Like, oh, what were your initial thoughts about like the trailer and things? Oh no, no, no. Um, I didn't watch very much the trailer. I've seen the poster a bunch of times, uh-huh. and so I was expecting it to be like, like a holiday, a classic holiday, more interesting throwback movie. Yes. I, yeah. I was like, okay. The only thing that I've heard about like with this idea of the, being held over was like Harry Potter. Was like, oh yeah, oh well, yeah. Harry Potter stays at the school stay for at two school weeks. For, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had nothing like no inclination of what it's going to be about. Um, so if you haven't watched the holdovers, now pause. is your time uh, to pause go. us, go. go watch it, go watch and it, and come back, or you've already watched it, yeah, and you're ready to go with us. Yeah. Okay, you're back. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome uh, back. I hope you enjoyed the movie. <laughs> if you didn't leave. Thank you for staying. <laughs> we, we, if you could just pop to the end of the, the podcast and then give us the view yeah, or the go. listen, and then we'll be good. Uh, so, uh, basic plot of The Holdovers is... It's The Breakfast Club. That's it. No, <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Uh, I thought it was going to be during the beginning yeah, of the Yeah, it definitely started that way, but it's... Uh, what was it? 1970. Yeah, the winter Cause, of 1970. Because it went into New Year's in 1971. Yes. Um, so yes, winter of 1970 at a uh, more or less a boarding school, which I believe that actually what it was what it was called, uh, Barton Academy, and the one of the the ancient histories professor gets stuck with babysitting duty for all the kids that don't go home for the Christmas break. Yes, and, and that is what's called those kids that 
are stuck at school are called the holdover kids. Yes. And they're held over. And Paul Giamatti obviously stars as the as the professor the, the, who gets his, stuck. The ancient history professor. Um, and I think the other like quick important roles are actually on the the poster. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Are the cafeteria woman. Um, she is the like head person of the kitchen, and that is Davine Joy Randolph, who is also up for an Academy Award. Yeah, and she plays the character Mary. Mary, yeah. Um, and then the other one is the Do- Dominic Sessa, who um, plays the um Angus. Yes, Angus. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Angus Tully. Angus Tully, who is one of the students who gets held over. Yes, and. I would say probably the first act of this movie is the breakfast club portion. Yeah. Where you find out like that about the school. You find out why, you know, what's going on with Paul Giamatti's character. You kind of find out his interactions with all of the faculty and the students. Mm -hmm. And basically he's seen as the hard ass professor by the students and also the jerk to the faculty. Like he's just the one who has been there for a long time Always likes to ruffle feathers. Doesn't really fall in line with like, oh, this rich kid needs a better grade. Nope, he's not gonna give it to him. Yes, and um, in addition, like he's kind of a like, uh, yeah, I don't care about that. I just care that I go do my own thing. Right. And- I have to hold. I am held to the standard of the Barton Code of Ethics. Yes, is his thing. Um, we are introduced in to Mary near the beginning, the very beginning yeah. of the movie, um, whose son has died in I think what what's going on now? Like the, the Vietnam War. The Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, which as we learned throughout the movie, this is a rare thing for that to have happened to a Barton kid. Um, most of the Barton kids go off to college, they don't get drafted, blah blah blah. Yes. Um, because their rich families will then put them in Princeton or one of the yes. like Ivy League schools. Um, Mary's son, who also went to Barton, was not able to get a scholarship to one of those schools, and so then had to rely on military funding due to the uh, GI Bill and to try and get school yes. after he served. And he ends up dying over in the yes. War. And we start with a funeral on the very like first couple of minutes yes. of this. Um, as their basically last day of school. Yeah, and then Angus Tully's character, we learned in the beginning, was left there because his mom was going out with the new man that she has. Her and they new were gonna husband, go on... and they were going to go to St. Kitts or whatever. Yes, without him because yes. she wanted some time without him just with the new hubby. Right. Um, And he was very mad at that. Plus, we've got a whole smattering of other people who were left for various a reasons. A bunch of other kids who, yeah, exactly. So Got left behind. Yeah, and so like the first act of the show, it's very kind of fun because it's you have Paul Giamatti playing like the babysitter basically, and him and Mary, the the cafeteria woman, um, like they 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 kind of shoot the sho- the stuff like between each <laughs> other, um, going like, oh, this kid's an a hole, and that kid. That kind yeah, of sucks. About the other kids. Yeah, and then like all they do is like they like complain about the other kids and like. And she goes, well, you should give them a break. They're here over Christmas, basically. Yeah. Reminder, it's Christmas break. Just yes. be easy on them. Um, and then he's like, well, I don't believe in that. They nope. need to wake up every day and yeah. not be lazy. Um, and then the kids are having their own interactions. Like the rich kid who he was failing find out they don't want him there. Like his family doesn't want him at that place. You have the cool kid who like is also rich, 
but his family is redoing the house, so he has nowhere to stay at yeah. this point. Um, and well, and his father is like away, wasn't it? The, the yeah, father? yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. And his father is like owns like something ridiculous, and then the two other kids who are just basically like you don't really get their backstories. Yeah, one just bullied. Yeah, uh, I. I it was like oh, it was, one of them was a Mormon kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other kid was Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it was like they, they like, actually talk about that. Yeah. And like the, it was a funny juxtaposition, which was giving me the breakfast club vibes because it was like you put together these five kids from like these different backgrounds, yeah. and then you have the holdovers. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a funny setup to a movie. Like now we're gonna watch them interact, become friends, and then like then you're gonna watch the hard ass teacher like calm down, and then like yeah, it's gonna be a gross opportunity it's gonna be a fun christmas movie yes and like the jerk kid throws the mormon kids um a glove into the water and yeah. they're like oh no he's oh, lost I his love- glove and then he literally goes up to the dock and just chucks his glove into the river and totally totally goes goes you know what's really cruel is that he only left you with one glove and he goes yeah and he chucks his like, glove out of the river and, like in spite it was yeah funny. it was really funny there, it's like such a warm movie at that point. Like, it's just like, oh, this is so beautiful. The interaction between these kids. You could kind of see where the plot was going. Yes. Um, and then, like, towards the, like, center. Probably, like, the first third of the, like, the end of the At first the end of, of Act movie. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then the, the rich kind of cool kid goes, hey, like, a helicopter flies over Barton, <laughs> lands, and then the, the rich kid says, like, hey, hey, my dad's here. We're all going skiing. We're all going to go skiing. And so then literally uh, the professor was able to call all of the parents except for Angus Tully's parents. Because they were because on vacation already. They were already on vacation and didn't want to answer the phone at their hotel. Yes. And so then now you're actually left with the actual holdovers, which for most of the movie is now Angus Tully, the professor, and Mary. Yeah. In their quiet town where everybody basically is gone now yes and they both have to babysit totally and yeah. it's kind of interesting from that point like for the first couple of days he's he's like what the hell like now i'm stuck here yeah i'm miserable yeah and also like even on the subtle point is like if the teacher had said yeah i'll just go with you like to kind of look oh, out after him and then the ski ma- trip or whatever yeah like yeah, go yeah. on the ski trip like that probably would have been okay like any form of what he didn't do Probably would have been fine. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. And so it was a huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have this lovely little interaction between now that there's only one kid there, he can kind of go off and F around doing his own thing while, um, um, what's his name? The teacher? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, oh, Mr. Hunnam. Hunnam. Um, now he can... Oh, it says, which was achieved with a big, soft contact oh. lens. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of the other thing throughout the beginning of the film. Um, and kind of throughout the film is um, Paul Giamatti's character slowly has, like, you kind of get more and more stuff about him. Like, from the very beginning, you see he's got a lazy eye. Um, and then, like, they comment a little bit on... Um, his smell. Um, smells like fish. Yeah, and uh, just how he dresses. Like throughout the film, it's kind of like he's just awkward. Didn't really make it. Not really like just his own kind of thing. Um, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, and you have this uh, interaction between the teacher, um, Paul Hunnam, Mary, and they're kind of like becoming slowly friends. Friends, with, yeah. They're like talking about their past. Right, they're spending the evenings together watching the newlywed show. Yes. And he's just getting drunk all like lightly yeah. drunk all day. <laughs> drinking a lot. Yeah, and then she's drinking a little bit. Yeah. She's making they're having like breakfast together, like as a little family. And then Tolly's like, God, this sucks. I'm everything a kid. sucks. I'm, yeah, I want to get out sucks. of here. Um and so he starts to kind of exploring around the school. At one point he basically just like snaps and starts like sprinting all over the dang place. And so then he sprints to the gym. And uh, the gym is being worked on. They're, like, redoing the floors. Yeah. And so when he gets to the gym, um, Paul Giamatti's character is like, do not go in there. You're not supposed to be in there, blah, blah, blah. And he totally runs in there anyway and jumps onto a trampoline and then lands. And there's nothing on the other side of the trampoline. He just lands (laughs) Lands. on the floor. And he goes, ah. (laughs) So he then seemingly just... Hurts himself like crazy and goes. Uh, this is probably my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. They take him to the hospital. He, it turns out he dislocated his shoulder. And so they fix it. And then at the end of that, they're like, uh, oh, no. Before they actually admit him, the nurse is like, okay, we need your information and your insurance. And he, and he was like, can we, can we not do the insurance? I don't want my parents to find out. Yeah. Um. Or I don't want my mom to find out. And yeah, then my he mom. makes up this story that Paul Giamatti's character is his dad and he doesn't get to see him very often. And so he doesn't want to worry his mom. And have like a fight when they go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was kind of the first little inkling of like, oh, these two characters are bonding a little yes. bit more. Because um, Tully is telling a lie to get to make sure... Professor doesn't get in trouble, and also professors like, you know, dealing with that whole thing. Yeah, and, and from beyond that, like the Barbie and the Oppenheimer, that's what that was already been watched. This movie is already way more relatable. It's very charming. It's charming. Super charming. You understand the characters' thought processes, yeah. and like honestly, it's like, oh, I can see that happening to anybody. Like, like this kind of story it, is such an such a relatable human story. And that's the thing is it kind of reminded me a lot of like um, 80s storytelling where it's like, hey, let's let's create a relatable situation mm-hmm. that tells a story and, and kind of develops the characters and grow um, with them. And that happens a couple more times throughout the film. Um, so they kind of have their own thing. Um, he gets his obviously his arm back in there. Um, they have like a small uh, on the what? Was that when they had the drive back and did the burgers? Or no, that was after Boston. Um, so they go to a Christmas party. Um, and like it, one of the other um, school employees who lives like locally, they they kind of bond over that. And then um, you see Mary kind of get into a, like a messed up trip about her, her deceased son because a piece of music comes on that reminds her of her son. And so then she kind of collapses a little bit in terms of like, uh, self-deprecation because she's like my son isn't here i'm drinking a lot things like that no so, i th- i think you're right i think after the the hospital scene they go to the the burger place because then totally sees that uh he he's having this interaction with right. the teacher and then she gets invited to, that's when they get invited, invited to the christmas to, party yeah, the christmas party yeah 
Um. Anyway, and that's what the joke about. Uh, what beer was it? Oh, the champagne of beers. Yeah, Miller, this, Miller. yeah Miller Lite. It was like the yeah. champagne of beers. That, yeah. that stuff pops up so many times. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and there, there's, I just like the the movie itself is very charming, and like I said, has a lot of those like '80s storytelling things. It's these Small relatable, and, yeah. yeah, moments and funny things and stuff like that. Um, and so, and I. Th- what, this was also the movie that I said is kind of like a more realistic Wes Anderson. Yeah. There's these fun little like funny things that happen, but it's still always like this is in a, a very realm of reality. It's not yeah. trying to go outside. I of mean, that. like what, what, I, what I interrupted you on was like Mary having this this time where a guy goes, hey, can we turn off this music or change yeah. it? Because she's just playing like like. Like, it was uh, big band oriented. It was music. like big band oriented music, but like kind of Christmassy. Yeah, and, and it was like all by one artist that her right. son liked. That her son liked, and and she's like she like rages back at him for real. You're quick not second. changing this music. Yeah, yeah. and um uh, that like our custodian guy was like, hey, like we need to calm, calm it, down. it down. Yeah, and she later on has this like breakdown in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, like Tully's having like a relatable like teen thing where like. He kind of hits on the, the, the... One of the local girls yeah, who's, like, girls the niece of the, the host. And she's like, ooh. Yeah, like, let's make it. out. Yeah, <laughs> they, like, have a whole thing. And then uh, the uh, Hunnam, he's having his moment where he's like, oh, I have to... Like, I think she invited me here to kind of hit on me. Right. And then also, I can't socialize with people. Because the first thing he whips out is, like, just some facts from history. Yeah. And she's like, oh interesting and then he finds out that she's she has a boyfriend she has a boyfriend yeah and it was very interesting because she's like oh well for him that was just it uh, you know a, a little bit of a letdown but also that was a genuine moment that she was just interested in like another like yeah. she's like oh you're an interesting guy you yeah. know like just come over to the christmas party let's be and, nice and, and be he's neighborly. the only teacher that that she's he's the only one from uh barton uh barton yeah barton that who's still invited. there yeah, well still and there. and also there was a moment at the beginning of the film where she brought him christmas cookies yes. as well and so that was kind of funny too yeah um and so yeah as we kind of move through the film there was like this big sequence where they go out to boston because he had been wanting to go out to boston mm. with his mom but then she left blah 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 um there was a moment where um paul giamatti's character runs into one of his old school friends or something like that mm. and then he, uh, uh, Tully has to make up a story, basically. So they make up another lie together yeah. about what um, that he's, he's been doing bur- his life. Yeah. And he's been, yeah, writing a book and things like Adjunct that. Adjunct professor at other, yeah. like, a bunch of different places, guest speaker. So there, there was more of these moments that really showed you the bonding of the characters. And then everybody comes back from Christmas break. And then you kind of see the aftermath of things. Um, and... What was I'm trying to remember the situation. What 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 got people in trouble? Yeah. Um. So while they were in Boston, they visited Tully's dad. That's right. Um. And we find out basically the entire movie he's been asking to go to Boston. He's like, well, what if we just take a quick trip to Boston? Right. Uh, which was like, oh, I guess Boston's close enough. Like maybe like 45 minutes. Yeah, because it's in New England. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. And you find out that his dad, um, obviously now a strange dad. Has been living in a uh, s- an institution, uh, yeah, a mental institution, um, for something that he has, 
And I, the paranoia is one of the major things because that's the only thing we gather. Yeah, is that paranoid the, schizophrenic. Yeah, is that the first his first interaction with Tolly after Tolly tells him about it, like this is what I'm doing, Dad. He goes, "Hey, I think they're slipping things into my food." Yeah, and like then we like leave from that scene, and that was it. Yeah, and I loved how simple that was too, because in essence, it just showed, okay, we're going to see his dad. Okay, obviously we were. Throughout the beginning of the film, you kind of don't get explained what's going on with his dad, but you know his dad is not in the picture, and you almost are under this assumption that his dad's dead. Because he says his dad's dead earlier on in the no, film. No, no, he said his dad is gone. Oh, his dad is gone. Yeah, yes. earlier in the film. And so then you're expecting, okay, they're going to go to a cemetery and see his dad, but then it turns out his dad is in an institution. He goes to see his dad, and that's it. So you're like okay, this is a serious issue, and that's all he needed. I got to see my dad. This is the problem. He leaves. They come back from Christmas break, and then um, Tully's parents bring in the professor um, to to kind of have a serious conversation. They find out about the Boston trip, um, and the issue was is uh, the mom basically said, the dad had an episode after Tully left because Tully because gave he's him, not supposed to see him. Yes, and then Tully also gave him a snow globe. Yes, which he used to blame uh, to attack. Uh, yeah, one to of the, attack one of the things. Yeah, one the of orderlies. the attendants. Yeah, uh, which he was not supposed to have. Which right. he only had because Tully gave it to him, which was an illegal item. Right. So now she has to find a new place for him to go, and they were going to fire Mister Hunnam because basically. He took a like he he well, spun they were the going trip. To, yeah, they were going to basically the the story was that Mr. Hunnam potentially oh, was gonna, going to give up. They were going to they were going to expel um uh the kid and send him to military school because they thought he ran away basically and to convinced go, Hunnam to, to let to him go, go and which he didn't apparently know right and so. Uh, Hunnam was like, no, this school's really good for him. He's feeling uh, 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 abandoned by both of you. Right. Because you just left him here over uh, for two weeks. And he, I convinced him to go see his dad. Yes, and I convinced him to go see his dad because I thought it would be good. Right. Uh, which the end result of that was the the poop head principal that used to be one of Hunnam's students, but is also like a huge, uh, what, what do we call it, tool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it goes, hey, we got to let you go. Yeah. And so Hanum, the professor, falls on his sword for the student because he sees that the student is going to get growth out of being at Barton. Because he was also the only kid the entire time who's doing well, well in grades. In grades in yeah. his class, which his class yeah. is hard. So um, you have that beautiful moment. Mary then also seems like, hey, like that was really rough. I see what you did. And she gives him a little book. A big blank book for him to start his monograph, monograph which is like short, short stories short or short novel, yeah. and which he had talked about through the thing. Like that was something he always wanted to do, but he never, never got around to doing it. And so now Hunnam is going to live out his dream that he talked about through the, the entire film yeah. to create his monograph I, and go travel. I also like that she gives him something bigger than a monograph. She's like, well, I guess you're just going to fill up the yeah. whole thing. Because it was like even his dream wasn't like a full dream, and that was no, like it was some, half realized. Yeah, it was yeah. half realized. He's like, well, I can't write a whole book. I'll write. I'll just write a monograph. I'll, it's I'll a short monograph. Thing. I'll write a short book. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, even your dreams aren't like huge, because like it, you you find out his life was basically 
that he um he had a rich person uh, a rich student that he was going to school with like Stanford or Harvard some big school that plagiarized That's his right. work and then submitted it as own and then at, at and then basically said that Hunnam had plagiarized his work. So and did so like a two for out, and he got kicked, kicked out because he Harvard. didn't have the right. the resources to defend himself on that. So he works at Barton as an as an adjunct professor making like bare bare nothing. Yeah, because he doesn't have a degree, obviously. Yeah, and because the principal of the school at the time liked him and was like, Oh, well, I'm gonna give you a a chance here. Yeah. Um and only him and the old principal knew this deal. Right. So it it's just a very heartwarming story about, you know, each of the characters has something they need they needed and then through this family dynamic between the three of them, they gave it to each other. Yeah. Um Tolly and Hunnam helped Mary um like kind of give her that family that she wasn't she wasn't even able to travel to, um which is the other thing that happened in Boston. She went and visited her sister, I think cuz she was having a baby. It was like a baby yeah. shower that mm-hmm. she got to go to. And she really appreciated Hunnam like dropping her off there. Hunnam got like other a human interaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To basically outside push outside of a shell. Out, yeah, outside of a shell. And then Tully could got a sort of father figure that he's never had. Um, and as well as someone who would actually put themselves in front of him and is like it, it somebody who wouldn't abandon him. Right. And I thought that was a beautiful dynamic. And I thought this movie um was very oscar worthy in that in that way it i was thought simple in story well acted by by our human people and the messaging behind it was beautiful even the cinematography was really nice and simple but all of that like kind of harking back to my ri- original like analogy is like it felt very wes anderson oriented without yeah. the quirkiness it was like a heartwarming thing with a little bit of comedy a little bit of emotion lots of like um allegories for like the Mm. human experience and things like that and like commonalities and relatable experiences and things like that and it was just wonderful like it just felt like you felt like feel good throughout the entire thing yeah um and i i honestly don't feel like it's going to meet the the um best picture i thought it was one of the best movies I've seen as far as the, the ones, which is why I don't think it's big enough. I think it's a little bit under underground in order to not really be in the, the best film area. But I think, um, uh, uh, leading role, Paul Giamatti for sure. Supporting role, Devine Joy Randolph or divine. I don't know either way. Um, I think both of them could easily get those. Um, I'm trying to look at what uh, what else it it won. Oh, I guess film editing. It didn't do cinematography, huh? No, it didn't. That's surprising. Oh, hold on, I'll, I'll click on it real quick. Uh, no, uh, no, it didn't. I thought it was great. It probably, but would. either way, um, I thought it. Like I said, it was just a wholesome, wonderful film, and I definitely would recommend it. Yeah. Um, I think. Out of all the films that I've seen thus far for this year in terms of the Academy Awards, it was the most straightforward. It wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was. Um, I thought that it felt familiar because it really kind of 
made the seventies feel for sure. It brought yeah. a, a couple of those, um, like historic moments without being overly sensitive to those. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was just very well rounded and I think speaks to a very large audience. Yeah. I, and, and I would say out of all the Oscar movies, it's probably the one that I would say touched a lot of hearts, but it's not as like, it's a little too unimpactful. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Because it, it, it doesn't meet up to it, Barbie standards, which basically was like, here's the women's message. Well, like, and that's the thing. So did poor things. Like yeah. both of those. They just did in they different just manners. Did very yes. different manners. And then like Oppenheimer being a, like a historical thing. But uh, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell they're between very these movies. different. Those movies. are very like all these, all these movies are very different. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll watch a couple other movies and we'll we'll find yeah. out. Like I think Holdovers deserves a couple, uh, like one at or, least. At least for like I think Paul Giamatti did a, a terrific job, and uh, Miss Devine she did really really well as well. Um, at uh, like really supporting. showing like really supporting uh this entire cast, which was weird because at a certain point I was like, Paul Giamatti is it quite that like most important figure because like during a third of the movie it was just the three of them mm-hmm. they were all doing an amazing job and then at like towards the end she disappeared because she went off with her sister and that then was it was like thing. all P- Paul Giamatti right um but yeah but I that's think why she's in a supporting Devine Joy and Randolph did an amazing <laughs> yeah. job and looking at the the rest of these um I don't know I can't really tell yeah but like. America Ferreira, I think, did an amazing job at Barbie, but like her character was very goofy, except for the speech she gives. Um, and Emily Blunt and Oppenheimer was also pretty decent at like what she was doing, but I like I don't think the role was big enough. I don't know, but I, I'm hoping the best for a lot of people. I, yeah. I just hope the holdover. It's not like last year where literally everything, everywhere, all at once, like kind of. Took yeah, took a lot storm. of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess you can keep following us with yeah. our, our, our Oscar, Oscar journey. journey. Um, if you have any re- like high recommendations, you can email us at generallycasual at gmail.com. Um, please like, review, subscribe, share us with a friend, a neighbor, someone you think is going to like this content. We're really focused on movies. Um, and... Uh, reviewing them and spreading the word about movies that we've liked and watched in the past. Uh, we you talked about Saltburn a while ago, which was kind of <laughs> a wild ride. Um, so we really appreciate anything you can do because we're just uh, spread by ear while we figure out how to social media one day. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> yeah, eventually. So thank you everybody for for listening. And if you didn't want to watch the movie, you know, you just skip to the end, and then we got we got we got we got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but we thank you and we love you all. Bye. Bye.